Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour while we enjoy some nice wine. likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave AC. Oh, that's a really great intro, Ian. Thanks yet again for that. Welcome, everyone, to episode eight, indeed, episode eight of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Yes, we are going to relax. We're going to be less frenetic this week. It's uh, 10 p.m. here in the UK as I record this uh, episode. And it will perhaps not be an hour whilst there's just me on the call. Uh, But we will enjoy ourselves. And I certainly have a wine poured out ready to drink. Let me just mention that this is a call that you can take part in live even though you may be listening to this particular episode as a, uh, a download from maybe iTunes or indeed from our page, the Big and Fruity fan page on Facebook. The call ID on TalkShoe is double one double two seven two, and I record this every Tuesday at 5pm Eastern Daylight Time, but that's mainly here in the UK at 10pm and uh, The idea of pitching at this time is hopefully I could catch some people in the United States arriving home from work whilst not being too late for people in the UK to join us, especially if we were to have a program that went on for an hour or so, be taking them beyond 11 o'clock in the evening. So I'm your host, Dave A.C., a long-time user of Torchew, but and a reasonably long-time drinker of wine. And as you heard there, my particular wine of choice is usually one of the different varietals of red. Today's episode, we have a topic, as usual. And today's topic is health and wine. Uh, we've got a little bit of a sort of a wine fact, which is not quite so facty today, because the main topic is going to cover some of that. And of course, I shall be uh, enjoying a wine as I talk. And I'll mention one or two more links as we go on. I had hoped to have um, an interview sorted out, but um, time zones differences seem to be uh, causing problems with that. But hopefully uh, we will have them soon. But I would like to invite you, the the listener, to come on live. Seek us out, put 
talk to you in Google. Look for Big and Fruity, the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Talk to you ID double one double two seven two. Okay, enough adverts, David. Let's get on. Well, let me first of all, uh, each week as I uh, drink my wine, I put up a picture on uh, TwitPick, which is linked to the Big and Fruity uh, Twitter page. And I put that link in the show call now, but it's an easy one for me to read out, so I shall now do that. It's twitpick.com forward slash 72BI17. That's 72BI17. And the BI are in small case. And already, as I've only put it up, let me have a little look. Let's just refresh that page. 13 views already. And the wine I'm drinking, you might like to know, if you're not seeing the picture, is a Penfolds wine. It's their Rawson's Retreat. It's a blend of Shiraz and Cabernet. It's a wine from Australia, vintage 2010. It is. And of course, I'm reading, as we did last week, from the wine label at 13.5%. That means the one bottle is equivalent to 10 units of alcohol. And um, Penfolds is a rather posh brand. This is one of their more modestly priced wines. Uh, it's normally about £7.50, which is getting on for 11 or $12. It was on special offer at Asda at under £6, so just under $10 at the moment um so that is the drink uh, i've got a little bit of um, nice fruity aromas wafting towards me not a great deal it has to be said if i put my nose in the glass i do get that nice uh, berry blackberry flavors but um not a very strong um fruit coming off it i must admit let's have a little taste Mm. But it is nice. It's a very soft red with a little bit of structure from the tannins. And it has, um, yes, it's a sort of a well-rounded wine. And certainly uh, at the lower price, a very, very enjoyable, pleasant drink. It says on the back, let me read what it says on the label. Let's concentrate on the wine a little tonight. At Grange Cottage, which was Christopher Rawson's penfold retreat, still stands amongst the hills at McGill. Our winemakers have crafted a soft, rounded Shiraz Cabernet with typical Australian ripe berry, chocolate and spice nuances. We invite you to explore the Penfolds range and discover a success story of more than 165 years. And that means that Penfold's wine was established in 1844. It always amazes me and uh, uh, that um, Australia has some of the oldest vines still in production. And uh, looking at my supermarket uh, page, uh, where it's telling me a little bit about uh, supermarket deals, 
Um, it says, a medium-bodied style with fine, rounded talons. Gentle French and American oak characters sits in the background, allowing the fresh fruit flavours to take centre stage. Well, that perhaps might be giving it an even grander uh, attribute than it is, but it's certainly rounded, pleasant, and there are those soft oak characters. Well, that's enough of me enjoying myself. We've relaxed a little bit now. We've had two or three little sips of our wine. Let's get on with episode eight of the Big and Fruity podcast. Well, I'm going to start with what it would normally be my wine fact, but in actual fact is more of a heads up of a an event where you can catch some uh, little videos. And this is the... It's just ended, in fact, this last weekend. It's the European Wine Bloggers Conference. So the URL is winebloggersconference, or one word, dot org, forward slash, Europe, forward slash. And, the, of course, as I mentioned on this show, wine has really, are people who enjoy wine, people who write about wine, people who love talking about wine, are really quite well represented on the internet. There are literally thousands of people who tweet about wine and there are thousands of wine blogs. But the European wine bloggers have their own annual conference. This one has just finished in Italy from the 14th to 16th uh, of August. And one of the great things is that um, with having their blogging site, there are no ends of... uh, references to that uh, they had the keynote speech from uh, George Tabber and then there were there are some little videos this is hosted on the Vimeo site but also directly linked onto this page and you can read about it their Thursday night dinner and uh, some of the information and there is an absolute wealth of links down the side to all the different um, exhibitors at this event so that is a must-look page, I would have thought, for people who are interested in not only drinking wine, but reading about it on the internet. So one final call for that. That's the winebloggersconference.org forward slash Europe forward slash. And you enjoy. Some of these videos are over 40 minutes long, and they are one nearly 50 minutes long. So there are lots of things to watch and read about. Enjoy. Okay, um, I'm again trying to hold back from putting lots of links in, but I feel as though um, I ought to as well, since I am drinking this Penfold wine. Let me see. Uh, where's it gone? Ah, uh, it's the the Asda one I had. I thought I had the actual one to the Penfolds site. Uh, but I'm sure if you put Penfolds into Google, you'll find it very easily indeed. Okay, let's uh, just go on then to the main topic for this week, and that is health and wine. And I'm going to paraphrase all that I'm going to say now by saying, one, I am in no way an expert in medical health. Two, I have my own thoughts and beliefs on what is um, a reasonable amount of alcohol to consume. 
I am addressing my thoughts and uh, points to other people who are more than capable of making their own mind up about the benefits and cons of uh, having uh, alcohol in their life. And of course, I am directing this to people who are of a drinking age. Certainly not recommending that people on anything that I may say today on taking up drinking wine. I particularly feel for myself it's made um, a nice part of my adult life. I drink in what I consider fairly moderation. Maybe other people think I'm a, a moderate to heavy drinker but um, each to their own and um, certainly I don't feel as though it has impinged on any of my social activities in a negative way but I do and I would urge that um, drinking should be taken as something to uh, be done in moderation and certainly not to be done as what they're terming binge drinking where people basically try and get themselves absolutely paralytic and they're not really too bothered about what it is they are drinking. I'm particularly talking about wine, we're talking about spirits, our gallons of beer. We're talking about that evening bottle of wine shared with your partner or maybe if you feel you deserve it uh, as you relaxed in front of the TV or you listen to some lovely classical music or maybe indeed down at the pub with your friends. Now I've got a number of links here that I'm going to just go to and I'm going to do them basically in the order that I click on them. And the reason for that is that there is such um, a dysfunction of information that assaults uh, the person trying to find out about um, advice about their drinking habits and the effects that alcohol may have long term on their health. And therefore, I'm not going to try and grade these from bad to good. I'm simply going to click on the links in the order that I do. Uh, and just from that, you will see how wildly uh, they change. And these are all fairly recent ones, nearly all from this year, many of them in the last month or two. So it just shows you you can be barraged with lots of health. But I think I'll just fortify myself with one more little sip of my Penfolds Rawson's Retreat. And I hope, if you're listening, you have something to uh, gird your loins with as I read. Okay, and I'm going to put the links into the call while I make it, because if you go to uh, Google and put in text chat grabber, it is possible for you to actually uh, go and find these links. You go to text chat grabber, you put in the TalkShoe ID, in this case, of course, double one, double two, seven two, and then you can read all the links that I put in for this particular episode episode 8. So the first one we're going to go to, as I said, is relating to Scotland. Let's read this. And by the way, some of these are referring to alcohol content, not just uh, wine drinking. Okay, so please bear that in mind. In fact, just let me um, 
clear some of these other links out of the way to give me a little bit of space. There we go. I think that's better get rid of that one. There we go. Let me just check. And I think I've got them. Okay, so the very first one we've got is from 31st of August 2011. This is from the BBC News section. Um, adult Scots buy 23 more alcohol than other UK adults. <clears throat> this is an NHS Scottish report that represents the biggest difference recorded during 17 years of measuring the gap. The briefing also said that sales of beer, cider and fortified wine had fallen and spirit sales, sales had remained constant. These shock statistics show that the difference between alcohol consumption in Scotland and England and Wales and it is now at its highest rate for 17 worlds. This is a situation that must be tackled head on. So immediately, of course, the fact that they drink more is uh, taken to be um, a negative uh, impact straight off. The impact of excessive consumption is estimated to cost Scots 3.56 billion each year, and that's billion pounds, not dollars. That's 900 pounds for every adult. We have already taken bold action against this most pressing problems. Our alcohol framework outlines a package of over 40 measures to reduce alcohol-related harm. So there they're seeing almost a direct connection with higher alcohol consumption and um, harm to those people. Now, I'm not saying that that isn't true, but the point is that that is an implicit argument in that statement. Uh, it says, by the way, that um, the UK, and I'll be talking about this in a little bit more length in a moment, the recommended number of alcohol units, and this is for a man in the UK, is 21 units. The uh, units of alcohol per adult per week in Scotland is 22.8, which doesn't seem barely two units higher. That doesn't seem to me to be... Uh, that much of a, a difference. Okay, and um, it goes on with litres of what is the equivalent of pure alcohol sold. So that's one where the very nature of the the uh, the story item is saying that um, this is a impact on the lifestyle. And of course, it also mentions that there are other growth areas, and this is perhaps particularly disturbing, and that is the sale of what are called Alka Pops and ready mixed drinks. Uh, for those in the States who are not aware of those, these are uh, deemed to be drinks that with fruit added and other cordials added uh, make alcohol much more um uh, easier for the younger palate to drink basically meaning that they can drink these because they they give um, a, a sweet flavor and allow younger drinkers to consume the alcohol basically masking the alcohol and they particularly seem to appear to younger drinkers okay so that's one news item as i said i'm going to talk about these uh, as they come uh, on 
Okay, in fact, let's go to this one, which is from the BBC Health. Now, this is an extremely long link, so I'm not going to try and read it out, except to say it's from the BBC Health section, and it's talking about alcohol. And uh, here, at least, we do have a rather more balanced um, point of view, because we have a section listed, benefits of alcohol, and then another section risks of alcohol, and then we have the recommended alcohol intake. So let's go to the recommended alcohol intake. Moderation, and this is their words, moderation is the key. In the UK, the recommendation is no more than two to three units of alcohol a day for women and three to four units for men, with at least two or three alcohol-free days each week. One unit is considered to be eight grams of alcohol, which is equivalent to half a, half a pint of beer, cider or lager, one pub measure of spirit, half a standard glass, that's 175 millilitres of wine, that's half of that, or a pub measure of sherry, vermouth or liquor. It's important to remember that units differ according to the size of your drink. Pubs often serve wine in different sized glasses and home measured spirits are often more generously poured. Uh, the size and strength of your drink determines how many units you consume. And for example, um, two what are considered uh, medium glasses of wine uh, now uh, are 200, uh, 175 millilitres um, is classed as about two and a third units. Okay, the other factor that they take in before I go to the health factor is that they want to make people aware of the actual, what they call the nutritional value of alcohol. Basically, what we're saying is that uh, there is a calorie content. It's often said that, um, in fact, uh, a friend of mine has just come back from the United States and he likes to eat and he likes to drink. He actually lost a stone in weight while he was in America. And he was eating American-sized portions of food. But the point was, he was in maybe in one of these dry states. And he was not drinking his usual four or five pints of uh, beer each evening. So his level of uh, intake of alcohol and therefore the calories from that was dramatically down. So, yes, let me just read from that. Each gram of alcohol contains seven calories. So if you're watching your waistline, cutting down on alcohol will in help to reduce calorie intake. Alcohol, of course, can weaken your willpower, tempting to eat m you to eat more than you planned. So a pint of continental lager is 215 calories, uh, a measure of spirit contains 55 calories. A standard glass of dry white wine or red wine is 115 calories, with a sweet wine about 165 calories. So that's uh, a, a sweet wine is almost equivalent to eating a chocolate bar, I would think. So that actually is quite inf valuable information. I think a lot of people, myself included, have probably dismissed the actual calorie intake that drinking alcohol um, takes part. 
Okay, let's go to some of the risks that they do. And I'm not going to read all of this because uh, I'm sure you can do your own research, but let me read some of them. Risk. Chronic alcohol use is one of the major causes of liver cirrhosis. Binge drinking can also increase blood pressure. And the 2007 World Cancer Research Fund showed that alcohol increases the risk of cancer of the mouth, uh, larynx and escovitis esophagus and colon and briefly the benefits that they mention alcohol consumed in moderation is thought to help reduce the risk of heart disease disease indeed alcohol consumption in conjunction with high intakes of fruit and vegetables may well explain the so-called French paradox the French diet is considered to be very high in fat especially saturated fat yet the death rate from coronary heart disease remains relatively low. And there's a lot more on this page, but I'm certainly not going to read to you. That would be boring. In fact, I'm going to have another little sip of my wine. Okay. In fact, let's go on to another link that's to that. And this is put the link in first from the mayoclinic.com forward slash healthy forward slash mediterranean dash diet forward slash and um, this is a little bit about this mediterranean diet choose this heart healthy diet option the mediterranean diet is a half healthy eating plan combining elements of mediterranean style cooking if you're looking for a healthy heart-eating plan, the Mediterranean diet might be right for you. The Mediterranean diet comprises the basic of healthy eating, plus a splash of flavourful olive oil and perhaps a glass of red wine. And that's all I'm going to read there, because um, that is one of the things that is often mentioned, that um, a small glass of wine, indeed, I think I've mentioned this before, my sister has been advised to drink a small glass of wine each evening um, as uh, slightly beneficial to her health. Indeed, last few times I've been to the supermarket whilst getting myself, uh, I must admit, four bottles of wine. I've buying, been buying her, or getting on her behalf, and she's paid me back, of course, uh, these little um, third of a bottle wines. That is a bottle with 250 milligrams in, and um, she has found those most enjoyable. And, of course, uh, three or four of those in a week uh, means that she's drinking barely one bottle of wine in a week, well under the recommended list. As I said, my 13.5% at Rawson's Retreat today is equivalent of 10 units. So in the belief that I will be making that last two days, that means I'm drinking four to five units a day and four seven so that means i'm probably slightly over the recommended i'm probably drinking 28 to 30 units a week rather than the uk recommended of 21 or two okay let me have a little look here's some what i thought was good news anyway on the 22nd of uh, september 2010 this is another Scottish news item, and I shall put the link in and read from it. 
I won't be going too much longer with just me in the room, just checking no, nobody's dropped in. This is um, bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash Scotland uh, forward slash and then it has a code number double one three eight one six zero eight and the item if you want to put the item in Google is minimum pricing alcohol plan defeated. So the 22nd of September, the Scottish Government's plans for minimum drink pricing have been defeated at Holyrood, despite last-minute offers to save the measure. And the basic idea was that some supermarkets, and this was mainly reflected at supermarkets rather than pubs, are having special offers to attract uh, families in to do their weekly shopping uh, with the sort of, um, you know, buy um, 12 cans of uh, cheap lager, get another 12 cheap, which uh, are even free, are half price, which meant that the actual um, price overall was far, far cheaper than pubs. Pubs themselves are actually claiming that um, the supermarket pricing of alcohol is putting them out of business. People are staying in and perhaps where they can only afford to drink two or three pints at the pub, they can sort of have uh, five or six pints at home uh, for less money. What they're trying to do is to get the unit price per alcohol to uh, over 45p. For instance, as I said, this Rawson Retreat that I'm drinking is normally about £7.50. With 10 units in the bottle, that's equivalent to a unit price of 75p per unit, well above the recommended limit of 45 But there are some wines that I do drink that are around the £4.50, £5 mark. So what they're trying to stop is people getting wine at £3 a bottle. Although, uh, as you um, have probably heard me mention, some of my friends in America seem to be able to get wine for less than 3 or $4, which equates to less than 20 25p per unit. Okay, I'm not going to read all that because I've actually uh, gone on. But the whole basic uh, argument was that, um, well, let me say here... Um, they argued that a levy of 45p would mean that 12, 1,200 fewer hospital ambitions, a 5.5 million fall in healthcare costs, 50 fewer deaths, and nearly 23,000 fewer days absent from work due to alcohol. The policy would have seen a two-litre bottle of Tesco brand cider go from £1.32 up to £3.80 while Asda whisky would rise from £9.20 to £12.60. Now, a lot of us um, are a little bit, or were a little bit worried of this because what it meant is those people that drink uh, in moderation and who uh, drink with no effect to others and indeed you know, monitor what they drink are penalised in their wallet for the fact that some people go out and get themselves uh, blind drunk for want of a better expression. Okay, I realise uh, this is... <laughs> let's, let's, um, let's skip to some more good news, or at least... Um, here's one. And this is again from the BBC News site. Again, this is the topic, of course, today, health and wine. Uh, illness and wine, I might well have called it. This is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health 
dash, and then there's a long number, 15129887, and the title of the item is Alcohol Limits Advice Confusing. And I think we'll stop with this one. We'll just read this one, and then we'll end at that. Most people think they have a rough idea of how much is too much. But ask them for specifics and they're not sure. And who can blame them when the measure that is used to define safe limits units is so hard to understand? While 82% of adults claim to know what a unit of alcohol is, 70% don't know how many units in are in a typical large glass of wine. To add to the confusion, we are bombarded with new scientific findings about alcohol on a regular basis. It's little surprise that people are confused about the impact that alcohol can have on their lives. So what can be done about it? The official guidelines could be clearer. Other public health messages are short and snappy, like clunk-click every trip, in talking about putting your seatbelt on. Um, They're designed to be simple and memorable, so we learn to apply them without trying. And welcome guests too, as um, they're just uh, listening there. Sometimes it's clear and understand the safe message that no alcohol is best, for example, for children in pregnancy or when driving. Scientific evidence shows that even one drink can impair judgment when driving and that alcohol affects children disproportionately, especially before they are born. Of course, they shouldn't be drinking at all. So this was asking for cooperation between drinks manufacturers, supermarkets and the government so that people can then judge the risk of alcohol use for themselves. And I think that's where I'm going to end because that is exactly my particular viewpoint that um, give us the information, let us make us an informed choice, by all means keep uh, alcohol out of the hands of people of underage drinkers and certainly uh, make sure that we have the facts. Uh, We mentioned last week when we were talking about wine labels, put the information already on the back of my bottle it says um, um, it has an address www.drinkaware.co.uk you know enjoy responsibly Uh, it has a symbol with a pregnant lady crossed out to explain that perhaps pregnant ladies should abstain it also tells me the 10.1 units of alcohol that will be consumed by this bottle it gives me the alcoholic uh, uh, level at 13.5%. There is information that I, as an adult, can uh, take on board when judging my lifestyle of choice. Well, there we are. We're over the 30 minute mark. Uh, guest two has dropped off. Um, sorry if they thought I was lecturing about that. I'm actually just trying to pass on information gleaned on the internet. So, with that, Again, please consider coming on the show live. Tell me about your likes and loves of wine. Let we get into more enjoyment of the wine itself. But until then, I will do these and keep them to a half hour or so. Episode 9 next week, next Tuesday, the 25th of October, will be Making the Most of Wine. And let me have a little sippy sip.
and leave you with that thought. And here I have with my um, Podsafe Jazz outro music. Thank you for listening, everybody. Catch you next week. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.